Hello everybody, you are live on the sofa with Tom and Kate, Katie from Family Bicycle. Start that again, you don't even know your own name. <laughs> it's nearly tomorrow. <laughs> Family Bicycle! Hello everybody, it's Tom and Katie from Family Bicycle having wild adventures with kids and bikes and we are coming to you live from our settee at the end of what has been quite a, an eventful day. It's been a very eventful day and we've sort of come full circle from, I think it was our second podcast, we were sat on the settee on a Friday night eating ice cream. So we've we've come full circle from the beginning of our podcasting adventure as well this week, haven't we? Well, we survived a week. We've survived a week. At the minute, in lockdown. High five to everybody who feels like they've survived it all And week. hashtag lockdown bicycle. Not too bad, actually, I think is the... There's been quite review. a lot of bike riding, hasn't there? Yeah, we haven't quite managed every single person every single day, but we've got very close, actually. Yeah, Bob, he's such a letdown. No, he's ridden <laughs> every day in the lounge, at the very least. He's been out in the trailer. He's been out on the back of the cargo bike. Went to see the swans at uh, the embankment the other day. Still can't say duck, which is all rather unfortunate. Duck. 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 It's not working, is it? Uh, (laughs) But Thomas has done his turbo training. We're going to have a little interview with him in a bit about the challenge he took on at school today. The girls have ridden to school, but actually the week has been capped off by somebody riding a bike who we didn't even include in any of this when we were talking about it a week ago, and it's all because of a series of tweets I sent, what, 36 hours ago, no more. Yeah, this is one of those moments where I genuinely feel like we found our tribe with cycling, and things like this happen and... uh, Give me back my faith that there are good people in the world that do good things. And it was kindness day today. Was it? I didn't realise that, yeah, it was. Uh, But it kind of fits in with the fact that so many things sort of serendipitously fell into place, really, didn't they? We'd better tell the... Better start at the beginning. Better tell the story. A few weeks back, I found myself fixing a little girl's bike in our lounge that I'd brought home very unexpectedly and we've got that many bikes in the house already that to bring another one home. <laughs> it earned you a black look, didn't it? It's, <laughs> what on earth? It's not M plus one day again, Jonesy. Turning up at the house with another bike in my hand, it was the, I, I, I think my first line was, it'll be gone again by tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just recabling the brakes. But one of the other parents at the school had got some difficulties with their little girl's bike and so... I brought it home, fixed a few things, gave it some TLC, some new cable outers and inners and a few bits and pieces. And it was only when I returned it that I actually met the owner and realised that the bike was not the best fit. It was very, very heavy, but it was also now getting a bit small. And then fast forward to this week, I'm stood in the playground and there's this little boy eyeing up the bike. For those who are perhaps not so familiar with your school run weapon of choice, the bike is not just any old bike no it isn't so it does make quite an impression especially on little kids yeah so it's our underwater tandem which is a dutch triplet that i sit on the back of kind of like a cargo bike with two pedaling positions in front of it we've put a baby seat on the back and we've got a dutch crate 
in front of the two yeah so it's it's quite a it is a big old weapon isn't it and for part of the journey the girls are at different schools we have an empty seat and i saw this little boy eyeing up the empty seat on the bike i said do you want to ride mate and he panicked i think (laughs) um he's a bright little button he's a, a proper old live wire this kid but he went hiding behind grandma's leg and I said, uh, I said, tell you what, what about if we make an appointment? We'll do it tomorrow. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. In the, in the abstract of we'll do it tomorrow, we could handle that. So I says, all right. I said, but don't let me down with pinky promise. And he, he does, the, does the pinky and he turns around to his grandma and says, does it actually count? If because COVID, we can't touch pinkies. Is it, is, is it still? Yeah, it still counts. It's all right. It'll be fine. So uh, off we went. And then in the evening, I did the pickup again. And he's there. And I said, we're on for tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. Good. And he's waving, his, waved his pinky at me. So uh, next morning, and said little boy is stood at the side of the road to attention for his, his ride on the bike. And it's not very far, is it? It's downhill. It was just a sit on the seat. and Gravity will do the rest. See how we go. <laughs> and he had an absolute whale of a time. And he got off the bike, beaming. I'd had to do an extra couple of laps around the park. Because Grandma was walking the journey <laughs> and we were riding it. So we got there first. And uh, I could feel him pushing on through the drivetrain. Rhoda obviously didn't want to let the side down, but uh, he was he was going for it, bless him. So he gets off the bike. He says, I want to do that every day. And I thought, too flipping right. So do I, you know. Anyway, cut a long story short. That seat has now been claimed, I think, on a more regular basis that... Uh, we're passing by and there's an empty seat on the bike and he's he's welcome to jump on and have a ride so i shared the story of of that little encounter and and the impression that it made on you yeah i i think i was above all i was just touched by seeing him light up at the really primal sensation of being on the bike wind in your hair propelling ourselves and it had purpose because it was taking him to school you know he'd loaded his bag into the into the crate on the front of the bike and everything so it had it had meaning and purpose and a, a sense of independence I think as well even even on the on the water and it just reminded me in the period where let's face it the last few weeks I've had grief on the school run from motorists I had a guy shouting his mouth off at me the other day because he'd boxed me in on the pavement because he put his Volvo right across the pavement and the zigzag lines for the school and the zigzag lines for the pedestrian crossing. I got a mouthful for for that one. I got a man just randomly shout expletives at Rhoda and me on the way to to the school the other day. Just get out of the way. Just for being there, yeah. Uh, You know, we've had parents shouting, where are your children's helmets at us? Uh, and, And all of this, and... I'd actually got to a point where the act of riding the bike to and from school was becoming, of itself, stressful. It turned into an act of defiance. Rather it than... was, and it, it was it was becoming stressful because I left the house thinking, what's going to happen today? And this little lad just reminded me of the very primal sense of this is why we do it. When everybody else leaves you alone, riding your bike is a wonderful thing. And, yeah, I, I I kind of recaptured in that moment a little bit of my own joy at riding the bike because I'd seen him do it unaffected by all of that other stuff. Luckily, we didn't get any abuse. 
<laughs> during that ride, you know. But totally unencumbered by all of the politics, you know, he doesn't know one end of an emergency active travel fund from another, nor does he need to. Uh, nor should we need to have one, frankly, but that's another story. But yeah, it, there was just this heartrending bit about this little boy's just had an epiphany right in front of me and the fact that it was reminding me of something of myself about this is why I do it. So I came home and, I mean, what else would you do? You hit Twitter. <laughs> well, you told me first, didn't you? Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I do the odd Twitter thread. It's been one of the things I've done this year, hasn't it, with certain of the things that just need unpicking to just sit there and distill it. And I think the, the tweet form has its restrictions but also the ability to do a thread means that you just distill each segment of a, a train of thought and it forces you to refine each little piece of that thought as you string it together and to try and illustrate it as well. And it was one of those tweets that just chimed with people. And you can't plan for those things, you know. And we couldn't plan for the day that Rhoda went viral, putting her thumb up at the lorry driver, and the next morning she's on BBC Breakfast News watching herself on the telly. It's me! It's me! Um, you can't pick and choose what people are going to grab hold of on the internet. But this thread kind of had legs, and lots of people whose opinions we trust and respect understood where I was coming from. I think. And as the day wore on, I didn't stop thinking about that, that little lad. And he's he's had a tough start without, you know, divulging detail. He's had, a, he's had a tough start in life. And I went out on the cargo bike, took Bob out to see the ducks, did a run to the post office and various other bits and bobs. And I'm riding around town and I've got the two empty seats in front of me that were occupied by the children in, in the morning. And amongst all of the lovely replies that we got to the tweet was somebody saying, I hope that little boy will get a bike of his own to, to go to school on. And that's what he'd said. I want to ride to school every day, you know. So we sat down here literally now, what, just over 24 hours ago. And for those of you who don't know the backstory to this year for us, COVID's not been massively kind. I lost my job back in May and Katie's been on reduced hours since the, the the start of the year, which ironically were flexed to accommodate the job I no longer have. But we couldn't just stick our hand in our pocket and buy the ladder bike. We'd have loved to have done. And in a way, that would have been the sort of sotto voce way that in the past we might have we might have responded. We wanted to do something. We wanted to make that thing good. But we realised that this time we were going to need to solicit a bit of help. So we found a bike online. A second-hand Isla bike the right size that hopefully looks like it's all mechanically sound but just wants a little bit of TLC and and that was where the serendipity started jumping in even further wasn't it we found it just up the road from my parents so we said to ourselves if people would be prepared to donate say half the cost of that bike we can make that fly and literally in an act of faith we agreed to buy the bike and at the same time I signed up to GoFundMe thinking, you know, 50, 60, 70 quid, if people can help us to the tune of that. I think they might, after the comments that we've had on the thread, then, you know, as, a, as an act of faith, we sort of stepped out and said, right, we'll, we'll do it and we'll, we'll find a way. I set the GoFundMe up just before midnight and woke up this morning and it was already 
covered. It was done. The internet had worked its magic. The, the cycling Twitter community had already started to, to rally. And when they get motoring, they don't half get, they don't half get going. Pardon the, the terrible figure of speech for what we're talking about. But, um, you know, when cycling Twitter takes something to their hearts that they want to say something about or do something about... They make it happen. You know, in the same way that when we rode from Land's End to John O'Groats, we had strangers inviting us to stay at their houses, sending us pictures, our pizza ovens lit. You're staying with us tonight. angels have rallied again, haven't they? And they have, without having to leave home. And over the course of the day, the donations kept coming in and we sort of rebased our expectations slightly and we sort of said, well, there's two children in that household. It would be nice to do the same thing for them for them both but the slightly larger bike we needed wasn't going to come quite as easily the market's busy at the moment if you're looking for a a bike for christmas sharpen your pencil because it's it's getting tough out there finding exactly what you want where you want it isn't it and there's more pressure i think this year than normal on the second hand market because the supply chain is still recovering from that massive hit that it took earlier in the year very much in so. In terms of disturbance to production, but also in terms of demand having suddenly spiked. Yes. So everything is all out of kilter. It's been the perfect storm, hasn't it? So, And particularly in the run-up to Christmas and the traditional time for things being snapped up to appear under the Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough. Stuff. People are, people are going to get caught out this year, aren't they? The, the bikes that I was looking at, you know, some of them were sold by the time I'd gone down the list and gone back to the beginning. It, it's, and then we found one. Here. And it was a bit more money than we thought we could afford at the time, wasn't it? It was. But it was literally just down, even closer oh, to, your, ten to minutes. your parents. Ten minutes. Ten from minutes from where my parents live. So we'd found one bike just up the road, another one right on their doorstep. And we had the conversation about what we thought we could afford. I think you said to me, didn't you... I'm just going to check the GoFundMe and check where we're at at the moment. And it had jumped up about another 100 quid or so. And as we were having the discussion about can we, can we, can we land work? that bike, as we were talking about that, people were donating money. And I made a bit of a cheeky offer, didn't I? Against the asking price. Yeah. Not, not massively so, but I asked if we could reduce the price by enough so that we had, when we added what we were going to put in with the GoFundMe, we, yeah. we had enough and... The seller accepted. And sure enough, exactly the same thing. For All the two, stars aligned. Two consecutive bikes. We sort of stepped out in faith going, we're not quite there, but we, th- we think people will help us. And the moment we hit the button on the transaction, somebody had literally just stepped in in order to make that happen. So we just want to say the most profound thank you. I think for me, the the, the thing that's really, really touched me actually is the fact that people have just taken on trust you know this isn't something that we've done before the very fact that people who only know us as social media followers as people who've seen a retweet uh, as people who followed what we've done they've taken on trust that we've said we can't tell you all the details of this situation but here's a heartwarming story and we'd like to do something with it who's with us and people have just cracked out their debit card and I just think that is so wonderful that people without strings attached, without questions asked, have dug deep. And some people have given, you know, really sacrificially 
um, to make this happen. We're now in the position where tomorrow I'm going to be setting off to go and pick up two children's bikes. And we're going to have a bit of budget left over to get them some locks and hopefully some lights and, and, and bits and bobs and basically whatever now we, we have a surplus once the, the purchases of the bikes are concluded, that is our, our budget for making their bikes usable, you know, and giving them the, the accessories that will add value for them as they as they do that so that they can ride to school, so that they can take them to the park and, and play. And we're just completely and utterly bewildered and bowled over, really, aren't we? By how quickly such a lovely thing was able to come together. Yeah. And so... So we'll be looking forward to, to sharing some pictures of our purchases. And um, you, you may find that there's another pimp my Isla bike there. There may be some more bike offing. pimping and some more. We did, we did a video during the first lockdown, didn't we, about some of the things that we do to spruce up a, a second-hand bike that we've just bought. I think we'll probably have another round of that. I think for people who are thinking about buying a bike for Christmas, you need to crack on. <laughs> it's the main message at the moment. But bearing in mind that you may well have to look to the second-hand market, whether you, whether that would be your choice ordinarily or not. There's some tips and tricks we can we can share around that as we get the bikes ready. And, you know, we're going to treat that money like it's our own in terms of how we, we how carefully we spend it. Uh, and we'll be we'll be really happy to share everything that we've managed to do with it, and uh, we're just yeah so so grateful. Thank you all very much indeed for that. We'll see where the, see where the the story takes us. There's only so much we're going to be able to to share, and I'm sure people will understand that. So we we thank you for your understanding in in that regard. But a wonderful little story, and just. To be honest, the incident yesterday did me good. Watching people sharing the tweet and talking about how do we create these opportunities to just share the joy of what we do because the more children that understand the joy and the freedom and the independence from riding a bike, the more parents will get nagged to do it. The more parents that see their children thriving and going into school, having burnt some energy in the morning and doing better during the school day as a result, the more people will start to see enough of the... I think the the, the description I gave in the Twitter thread was they have enough of the pieces of the jigsaw to work out what the picture looks like and to realise that they want to see it. And in amongst the nasty, shouty motorists and the ridiculous commentary online and the ineptitude of people handling stupidly large amounts of money through things like the Emergency Active Travel Fund. Um, and we're going to talk about that a bit more. EATF Tranche 2, of course, came out last night. So there's local authorities now with uh, with money coming their way to deliver things. In some cases, local authorities that are stripping out the schemes that they only put in a few weeks ago have now been handed more money. Um, and I think there's some really serious questions around the stewardship of that and how we try and make the best of that within the communities that we, we each find ourselves in and the resources that have been presented. But, uh, you know, in, in amongst all of the muck and bullets of all of that, I had this reminder of the simple joy of riding a bike and that that is contagious and that sometimes that alone is enough. Well, add to that, you know, the faces that we've seen from our own girls mastering a new skill 
Mm. this week. It is contagious. It's made me want to ride the rollers, and I've never said that before. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> not sure you're gonna. I'm not sure you're gonna hear about that on the podcast unless you're wanting to listen to the sound of a very large crash. Yeah, and we must apo- <laughs> we must apologise for the podcast we missed while we ended up making a YouTube video about the girls learning to ride on the rollers, which has been the other sort of. Uh, the other facet of the week, because the girls have been coming home having ridden the cargo bike turn from school and jumping on the rollers, and taking they? over the living room <laughs> to ride the rollers. Actually, it gets taken out and put away faster than the turbo trainer does, I reckon. We certainly get it out and put it away quicker than we get out of the house. 38 minutes. We're down to 38 now. Was that the, <laughs> for our, our urban exploration the other night? Um, it's not taken them that long, has it, with the rollers? Thomas is Thomas is going to have a go again, I think, this weekend. But um, you can have to uh, dust off your uh, your shoes and uh, have a go yourself. I'm going to have to get left behind. I'm going to have to put my big boy pants on and and extend the turbo uh, the (laughs) rollers long enough. Yeah, well, that'll be. I had a go the other day. Nearly rode clean off the front of the rollers and nearly took the television out. We'll have to see how... I was thinking, actually, you know, we we managed to get Ruth and Rhoda to do it on the basis that I stood behind them and held them up. I'm thinking if you go one side and Rhoda sits on Ruth's shoulders and they go the other side, you should be able to do the same for me. I think we should just order a giant beanbag. Or scaffolding. For you to crash into. Anybody got a spare crash mat? Yeah, that could if be. If you have, send us a DM. Oh, I'll send you the address and we'll put that in the living shades room as of well. That, shades of that GCN <laughs> video where Dan Lloyd ride, rides up to the camera about to, to get him to, to clip out. out and he, he, he meant to fall over onto the road onto a big beanbag and he missed it and actually landed on the road. <laughs> but there we go. Anyway, there's a f- few other topics that we haven't got round to covering tonight and uh, one of our... We haven't really got time now. No, we haven't. One of our followers on Twitter has been asking about luggage. So we're going to cover that before the weekend is out. Luggage for the school run. We'll have a little chat around that. And uh, Thomas, of course, has been busy at school this week doing his, his turbo sessions in the morning. But children in need today, all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's funny, isn't it, how your children come home with very little notice to do bizarre things. <laughs> We've had a run of it lately. It was uh, wear black and red for um, Armistice Day. That was not terribly much notice. Then it was uh, 24 hours notice of wear something spotty for children in need. And there was something else as well, wasn't there? It's quite astonishing. Socks on Monday. It's quite astonishing, isn't it? The, the range of things like that, that schools think that you can just pull out, <laughs> pull out of the hat. Superhero Day. We had that. I, I remember particularly. Was it Ruth's first year at school? What, nursery, nursery rhyme character. You had day. to go as a nursery rhyme character at very short notice, and um, well, we we ended up making up a nursery rhyme, didn't we? You adapted a nursery rhyme to fit what we had, didn't you? Yes. Love? Jill without Jack went to class and back with the bucket we used for muck off. What was the next bit? Uh... Daddy thought the school should have given us a bit more notice and told the teacher to. Make sure yeah. we knew a week before next time. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. But uh, anyway, the, the the last minute one this time was Thomas suddenly, oh, he's going to ride for 90 minutes to make some distance up as part of a collective effort to how, how far can we ride 
for children in need. Uh, ride and row. The, the children were, yeah, were so, split between bikes and um, concept two ergos. Yeah, so to, to see woke up this morning... Woke up this morning to Thomas uh, jumping on Zwift. I guess that means I owe him a bit of sponsorship money. Probably, yeah. You have to pay for these things as well. It's not... uh, You you have to pull the costume out of a hat and then pay for the privilege. Um, But, yeah, we were woken this morning to Thomas's notification from the Zwift companion that he was out warming up. up. And then, uh, well, he can tell you the rest of the story himself because I interviewed him earlier on. Now, Thomas, for a bit of background, you go to a boarding school, don't you? So yeah. things are slightly different. What does your normal day at school consist of, particularly in terms of your riding? Well, I get up just before everyone else does and I go into the theatre and I ride my bike for about three quarters of an hour. What do you do on your bike? Uh, I ride on Zwift and I do some workouts on there. So that's how you sort of begin your day each morning then, is it? Yeah, it sort of sets me up for the day quite well. And particularly today, what have you been doing as as an extra? Because that's something you normally do on your own, isn't it? Yeah. How's today been different? Well, for children in need, I have been asked to ride for an hour and a half. So I decided that I would try and do 30 miles, which I have managed to do, including uh, another half an hour before that as well. So you did your half an hour's training in the morning and then we went and did some lessons. Did you stay in your cycling kit? Yeah. <laughs> so you went off in your cycling kit, did some lessons and then back on the bike. And so there were other boys doing similar activities at the same time, were there? Yeah, I was sort of leading the group um, and then there were two other turbo trainers and then two rowing machines, which people were alternating between. And you were adding up the distance, is that right? You were doing a sort of collective goal? Yeah, so we were trying, I believe, to get from London to Edinburgh. And, you know, with all of the... And my morning rides were included in that too. So your contribution was how many miles in the end? I'm not too sure. I think it ended up being around 50, if you include my morning as well. So that's got you a good distance out of London. (laughs) Just on your own. And what did the other boys make of it? Because this is an activity you normally do on your own, isn't it? It's normally your quiet bit of the day in the theatre, on your own, just you and Zwift in the mornings. And today it was a different sort of scene, wasn't it? Yeah, it's quite weird. So the first question that I got asked was, what is it that you're wearing? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was wearing my Lycra and... Everyone was just puzzled about why why I was wearing it. Um, so that was the first question that I had to answer many times. Um, and then also, you know, asking me about what Zwift was then. And then we got into some conversations, well, as much as I could whilst I was riding. Because um, you were going at a reasonable pace, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, towards the end, I just couldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> So you were working quite hard by the end of it. It was a it was a fairly long measured effort, wasn't it? You came up at about what yeah. an hour and twenty one, twenty two minutes, I think, yeah. for for the thirty miles, and just a long, straight measured. Where whereabouts did you go on Zwift? Yeah, I I just I just stuck on the flats. You know, I it was very, uh, it, you know, it's sort of like a canyon, um. So I was just riding up and down there, 
um, for the entire time. You found yourself a, a, a flat bit and some yeah. some wind, did you? Yeah. And um, what, uh, what bike are you using on Zwift these days? What have you got up to now? Today I was using the P5, which is a very aero bike for the flats. So you treated it as just one, one big 30-mile time trial, did you? Yeah. And what did the other boys make of it? Because I guess that you were on the bike rather longer than some of them were. Oh well, yeah, they. In fairness to them, if they if they wanted to do more, then they couldn't really because everyone was alternating every five or ten minutes um, between the rower and the bikes. So you know, even if they wanted to keep, even if they wanted to keep going and racing me. Um, you know they they weren't they weren't really allowed to and then of course I also got asked the question quite a lot go on go faster but I didn't but I kept I kept saying to everyone no because if you if you come back later on then I will but I'm not I'm not doing that just yet so you saved it until the end and then emptied the tank at the end did yeah. you and what did the other boys who were watching think I mean what what was what did they have to say about it well, some of the some of them said that they could probably do better, um, so I just told them to prove it, um, and then, and then the other, and then, pretty much all of the others were just, they they just clapped for me when I came into the lunch hall. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite a weird feeling to be honest. The other thing is. Um, most of my riding on Zwift has been during this lockdown, so one other way to prove to the boys who still wasn't, you know, they still weren't sure that I could do all this, um, and I just showed them this, my 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 Zwift profile, which said that I've done over four thousand kilometres, um, and I've only properly started doing Zwift this lockdown. So, not the most common computer game amongst the other boys, I'm guessing. Yeah, quite a lot of them did comment on the graphics being appalling. That was the other thing. But you are only doing it on an iPhone, aren't you? Yeah. Maybe the answer is, if you want to get the other boys in on this, you're going to have to up the ante, maybe get yourself some sponsorship from, you know, a, a turbo trainer company or something and get some big projectors going in the yeah. in the uh, school theatre and then it'll be like, wait, is that G? Yeah, well, if if that doesn't end up happening, then we still have the school whiteboards. Also, you could do it on a, an interactive whiteboard. Yeah. So then people can draw things on <laughs> on your character. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there's going to be a future for this? Do you think some of the other boys might be interested in doing doing Zwift? Are you going to be on your own still? in the future or do you, do you think other people might want to join in doing what you do oh yeah some people might want to might want to join in you know there's training bikes out there that you can get quite a few of and are all compatible together yeah that would be that would be fun if that would happen one day i think do you think the other boys would do it though do you think that's well, do you think that's an activity that they would get excited about do you think team team swift sessions could be a thing I think only a few a few of them probably the people who aren't actually cyclists at the moment will be the ones who do it. The ones who are cyclists they don't really tend to do my sort of thing. They tend 
to stay on their bike for five minutes, not really working at all, but they do, you know, wheelies and tricks and stunts and stuff, which, you know, the bike handling is way better than mine, but I can, you know, it's a, you, you can decide sort of what you want to do. If you want to do BMX and mountain biking and all that sort of stuff, or if you just want to stay on the road. I just sit on the bike doing the maths, you know, every... If, you know, if I've done 10 minutes, then how how is my next half an hour looking? Yeah. What's next then, Thomas? So you, you're carrying on with your morning training. Yeah. We've talked about riding to and from school, haven't we? I know it didn't come yeah. off the other week and we had the blowout on the tandem and, and all of those things. And we've been busy today for other reasons, sorting out other bikes for other children. But what's sort of, what's next on the horizon? Because this was a... A, a spur of the moment thing really wasn't it oh, i'm gonna yeah. do, do 30 miles in under 90 minutes and we know that zwift is generous to you isn't it yeah it, 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 the algorithm i'm not sure gives you whether it's frontal area being under calculated as a proportion of weight or whatever we know that you do get a little bit of an advantage yeah. don't you on 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 zwift but what's sort of what what's what's the next challenge that you're setting yourself do you think uh I would really like to do a 24-hour challenge. The main challenge with that, though, is actually staying awake for the 24 hours, not if I can ride for that long. And I was planning to, within that, uh, try and complete the Festa 500, um, which is a uh, a challenge set by Rafa to ride 500 kilometres, I think, during Christmas. And they're allowing you to do it on Zwift this time, aren't they? Yeah. Because I famously, the other Christmas, started doing it on Zwift and then realised that you had to do it all on the road, didn't you? Yeah. And I, I'd uh, I'd done a big session on the turbo for nothing, hadn't I? <laughs> so, Festive 500. Yeah. Big Zwift of 10, a, a 24-hour yeah. session to see how far you can go. and it, Hopefully I can do the Festive 500 in the same ride. So what's your record so far? What's the biggest ride you've done at one sitting on there yeah my biggest ride is 400 is 400 kilometers which took me around 16 hours so i was going four hours on half an hour off all day started at four o'clock and you know it's dark by the time that i finished so just another 100 k's to find within a 24 hour window is where you yeah where you go i got eight i got i got eight hours to do another 100 kilometers which is plenty for me you ought to be able to do that. As you say, it's the staying awake that's the big challenge, yeah. isn't it? So you're looking at doing that over the Christmas holidays. And in the meantime, back to the morning training sessions now, is yeah. it? And if people want to follow you and find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, it's um, at Thomas underscore Ive on Twitter. Good stuff. I'm sure you'll be back joining us on the podcast sometime soon as well, won't you? Yeah. So there we go. It's been a funny old week. And... Uh, We've got a bit of a day tomorrow to go and collect a couple of bikes and work out what bits and pieces we need to do to them. Once again, just thank you so much uh, for your generosity and indeed for listening to the Family Bicycle podcast. Bob would still very much like, baby Bob would like you to give us a six out of five, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. <laughs> and uh, please give us your, your, your reviews. If you're enjoying the podcast tell the people that give you your podcast feed. If you've got other feedback, tell us. Are we not six out of ten today, Bob? No.
No, no. And we're still making it up as we go along, really, aren't we? But we've had some really, really nice feedback from people from all different uh, walks of life, all different places that they know us from as well. So thank you for your support and your interest. Let us know what you're enjoying. Let us know what you'd like us to do or you think we could do better. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. This has been the Family Bicycle Podcast. Cheerio. Good night. Dig it, 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 dig it